Welcome back to the program. Reptile on the text line. Hello, Shag. I don't understand all the David Warner hate. He's by far Australia's greatest all-form cricketer by a long way. Should be celebrated and honoured for what he has done. Did the crime, did the time, Reptile. I keep making this point. People go, oh, cheat, cheat, cheat. So how much do you want to hang a bloke? You know, this is the thing. I mean, Faf Duplessis has been done twice for ball tampering. Remember they got stuck in a hash life for eating, what was it, jelly snakes at lunchtime, and then you got Triscothic with the Murray mints. I mean, there are degrees, and this was over the top, no doubt. But it was five years ago. As I said, since his return of the test team, he's been exemplary. 0457 736 736. And your New Year's resolutions, uh, do you want to go to more footies? Or, you know, did you say, for example, you want to go see a game at Suncorp Stadium or get up to Magic Round or get the golf handicap down? Or maybe, you know, survive an over against Bryce McGain in the Nets. We might have to arrange that. He's on the line right now. Hey, Bryce. Happy New Year to you. G'day, Julian. Uh, yeah, an over of me in the Nets. Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that one. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. How you, you, Are you still playing club cricket, Bryce? I am, actually. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've just... Yeah, it is club cricket, not premier cricket. Um, yeah, club cricket and just doing it for absolute fun and really enjoying it. Yeah, turning him squared. You know, the great KJ O'Keefe years ago, <laughs> I used to work with Kerry, he goes, I only learned how to spin the ball once I'd retired. You know, how different the test career could have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can relate. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, you know, uh, speaking of Melbourne, you guys turned out a, a, a cracking test match. Uh, four days, but it doesn't matter. It was, um, you know, a good to see competition offered by the tourists. If Sydney can mirror that, we're in for a hell of a series end. But, of course, the story about David Warner announced yesterday, Bryce, his ODI retirement, greatest all-format cricketer that Australia's seen. Yeah, look, he's right up there. And, uh, you know, Andrew McDonald, his coach, has certainly contributed to that conversation as well, saying he, he's definitely right up there. He is the best. And uh, he, he changed a different pathway, obviously, from the shorter form into test cricket. And uh, th- that'll be a path that others will follow in future years. But uh, for now, it's uh, it- it's his path. It's his celebration. He-, he got to the finish line where he wanted to. And it feels about right. It feels right. The timing's good. Um, it did surprise a little bit stepping out of one-day cricket. But it clearly uh, opens up the opportunity for him to play a bit more franchise cricket. Play T20 cricket for Australia, obviously, with the World Cup coming up. And uh, he may be available. Um, he put that little, uh, uh, I guess, disclaimer on the end. Hey, if they want to pick me in a couple of years' time for yeah. the ICC trophy, I'm, I'm happy to play. Look, he's earned his place, hasn't he, to be able to do that and to go out in his terms. And at, look, you know, he got the 100 in Perth, of course. But then to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to become the T20 gun for hire, cash in at the back end of my career, and if you want to pick me, you pick me. Because that's kind of the new normal. It's interesting he said, too, that his career may have had a very different trajectory if all these T20 leagues were around when he started. And I'm glad, from a purist perspective, Bryce, that they weren't, because it would be a shame if somebody like a Warner had slipped through the cracks. It would be. And and he had to evolve his game. He had the attacking shots and the aggression and the the boldness to play them as well. I remember playing against him in one of his early one-day games 
uh, and he's playing for New South Wales. I was bowling against him at the MCG, and he, he went to reverse sweep or a reverse slog sweep me, and he missed it, and I bowled him. And, I, <laughs> and everyone in the team, and I didn't say much, but anyone in the team thought, oh, what's he thinking, you know, trying to do that? But he's been bold enough to do that with incredible success. Then he had to tighten up his defence, front foot, back foot defence, to be able to play the long form. And uh, where Australia cricket's better off from having Dave Warner done have done that and contributed to a, a really successful period for Australia. It's interesting you say they're tight numbers. His defence, just chatting to people back in the day, they said the thing about Warner, even though he's pigeonholed as a T20 specialist, he always had something about his technique, uh, defensively in particular, that suggests that he could survive or could thrive, rather, at, at test match level. And 112 tests later, it proves the point. Uh, you talked about playing against him and being bold. What's really fascinating, Dom Thornleaves, his coach, or selector, and, and said, you know, I want to open with David Warner. No, no, he's a middle-order player. No, no, I, I want to open with him. And he picked him and he scored a mozza. So it's interesting thinking about that mentality in relation to who then plays in Adelaide and then in in, in Brisbane. You know, people say, you've got to pick the specialists, you know, and Bancroft has made a compelling case with raw numbers. And you think about Harris and, and Renshaw and those three and, and how at different times they've, they've sort of put their hand up. But it doesn't close the door, though, does it, if you're looking for players that have a technique to adapt to that opening position that can score at a good clip. It doesn't close the door on somebody like a Cam Green. And the more I think about it, I just have this feeling, and hearing from what Andrew McDonald's had to say, is well, I have this feeling that that he is very much in the frame. Absolutely he is. And uh, you're right, Andrew McDonald, uh, and the point that he was making is that, you know, 50% of the openers over the over recent period have not been strictly openers at first-class level uh, and domestic level. They've evolved into that, you know, Justin Lang is one of them. He batted at three and then he opened the batting for Australia. They moved him up the order. So there's always been that sort of movement. Yeah. Watto uh, as well. So, exactly that. And uh, I think they have a preference with Cameron Green to bat more middle order. Uh, I, I think at the moment Mitch Marsh is the best number six in world cricket and he just locks himself there. I wouldn't change that. But it might be the like-for-like like opener in terms of head going up and opening the batting that allows Green to bat at five. I, I suspect they may go down that path now after hearing Andrew McDonald nearly groom us into understanding what they're thinking, which is which is good. Um, the selectors have been terrific, and it is based on statistical analysis. They, they are delving deep and understanding um, more just a gut feel or subjective decisions. Um, it is around this situation. We like the players because they've succeeded in the, the roles that they're currently playing, but who's to say Travis Head won't be a better player at the top of the order? Um, you know, it, they might be unlocking, you know, one of the best all-time openers uh, that, that is the, the game will see, going up there chock full of confidence, and he has done it before as well, uh, it, albeit in different conditions. But this might be the perfect opportunity for him to go ahead and do that and have Green batter fight. We're all selectors, aren't we? That's a beautiful thing about the game of this country. You know, everyone's got a, a solid opinion on these sorts of matters. Uh, just a word, uh, Bryce, on what's happening with Cricket South Africa at the moment and how they're sending not even a B team but a C team to New Zealand. It's it's a sad state of affairs. You would have read Steve Wall's comments. Uh, is the only solution here or, or perhaps the best solution here to for the ICC to not kowtow to India and actually give a bigger slice of their revenue to these these boards that require them so Test cricket doesn't suffer. 
they can afford to pay their players to go on these tours. And this is the first time it's really unlocked. You yep. know, there was a conversation um, around the Boxing Day test of what the Pakistani players are receiving to play that test match. It was $5,000. Yep. And Australia are getting, Australian players are getting loads more than that. And they're on a retainer and they're on bonuses. Um, it, it is just so different. And it's not because Pakistan cricket's broke. It's just how it's set up at the moment. Um, South Africa cricket, this is, the, this is probably... The, the tipping point, I think, now, the fact that they've kept in their own T20 home series, which is a domestic uh, competition, but it is franchise cricket. It is bankrolled by the IPL owners and the teams. So they've come in really to save the dollars into South African cricket. It has struggled for a lot of years financially, and this is the saviour. So that they have demanded that they have their best international players available, um, and that, that's why they're staying at home for this tournament. It, it, it is a really worrying situation. The ICC, I think, certainly needs to be able to step in and have a, a shared revenue model, potentially, which is what you're suggesting there, is that the, the lesser nations can actually be supported uh, in, in this situation because the last thing you want to do is send across a, a team on a test series that is uh, below yep. par and it's not their best team. And this is happening more and more. Um, it does need a resolution. The ICC does need to step in at this stage. It's, it's an absolute joke. And it's not the players' fault, Bryce. It's not the players' fault. And my understanding is that none of the players were barred and others are furious. They want to play test cricket. And they're also furious at the fact that all of a sudden now test caps are going to be handed out to players that, that don't deserve them. Are Anyway, we could talk all day about this. Uh, are you going to be one of those Victorian types, Bryce, that demand the Sydney Test be moved uh, when inevitably that rain kicks in? <laughs> Not at all. It was raining in Melbourne. Look, I am open to the idea of a reserve day, but I don't know how that fits in the schedule. There's, yeah. there's so much cricket. I can't sit around and hope and have a backup day. So, look, let it be. Um, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's going to be very even, though. Um Pakistan have impressed oh, for me personally. Oh, I think they've improved. They're great learners. They've adapted to the conditions. They they pressed Australia for a lot of that Melbourne test. Um, oh, we can expect more of the same in Sydney, I would suggest. Mm, it's got to hold their catches. You know, I reckon they, uh, on reflection, they look at that Mitch Marsh drop and think, wow, you know, how costly was that in the scheme of things? Uh, but, you know, it's, it's promising. You know, we know that as a country, they just have tremendous talent depth uh it's just a case as you know bryce at test cricket oh, yeah. and you've got to you've got to start winning sessions not just you know hours and a few overs mate we'll let you go always good to get your thoughts uh what are you doing for the cricket tomorrow you're on the couch uh yeah I'll, I'll be across it and then obviously there's big bash in the evening as well big big bash game tonight which is a local derby down here mm. in melbourne the green the red um and a bit of form back for the Stars as well, which is welcome because I've stunk it up for a few years. So good to see them. Um, <laughs> yes. It's making the Big Bash a bit more exciting when uh, when all the teams are firing. That is true. That is true. Gee, the Hulk was good the other night too. But, um, well, they need, you know, for the Big Bash to thrive, you need at least one of the two Melbourne teams to thrive. And as you said, that hasn't really happened in the last few years. And you talk about the boards and the rest of it. Well, that's a very Victorian thing. And again, that's another conversation for another day. But always good to get your thoughts. Thank you, Bryce. Go well. Happy New Year, mate. And to you. There he is. Uh, Bryce Begain, former Australian cricketer and now SEN commentator. 0457 736 736. Summer mornings with Jules.